0: You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford.
1: The Supreme Court has stripped away women's basic rights to reproductive health care with the reversal of Roe versus Wade. I will never extradite a woman for receiving reproductive health care in Bristol County. I'm Shannon McMahon, the only pro-choice candidate for district attorney in Bristol County. Paid for by the committee to elect Shannon McMahon.
0: Welcome. We're live, Mike crawford young jerks that video really ended quickly it was uh i think there's a little skip in it it's funny you think things are gonna go right and uh sometimes they don't but it's okay we're a live show and we're ready to go we got a lot going on i have a lot going on uh check out our twitter right now a lot going on there uh at, at the young jerks check it out we got uh Things that we posted about the Boston Police Department that is being shared quite a bit. Also, some things about cannabis. Uh, And we have a huge show tomorrow night that we're going to be talking about a little bit later. But you see it on the scroll. We have uh, Mass State Senator Diana DiZoglio coming live on the show tomorrow night with us answering your phone calls. We also have a new phone number. We're back. We're back in a big way. 978 five six zero three one five five i've been promising people i'm coming back i knew it and i i was just waiting this is it we're we are like we have three shows this week and the next before the election there's an election tuesday we're playing campaign election ads tonight we've got someone that we want to support in bristol county uh she's challenging uh the person who's the da right now thomas quinn uh, we're going to talk about that with this guest. We have a great guest. He's an attorney. His name is Eric Mack. Uh, he's filed a complaint, a lawsuit, I guess you would call it. But it's also called a complaint against the Bristol County DA, Thomas Quinn III. And uh, we're going to talk to Eric, the attorney. I think he's an attorney. I want to make sure. We'll find out in a second. But uh, he's definitely someone. I mean, when you read this lawsuit, we're going to put it up on the screen. Uh, we're going to talk about it. Because there's a lot to it and uh, it personally definitely has affected Eric's life we're gonna to talk to Eric about how uh, some of the things that have gone on in Bristol County I'm sure have affected his life let's just bring him up and I want to find out much more about this so let's do this we have a phone number again nine seven eight five six zero three one five five put it in your phone make sure you have it uh, Mike Crawford here with Eric Mack welcome to the show You're an attorney, right?
1: I I am, Mike. Thank you for having me here. Yes, I am an attorney. Thank you so much. And you filed this complaint
0: against the district attorney. And, you know, for folks who have followed the show for years, I'm sure you've recognized that uh, district attorneys are almost always not my uh, favorite people, (laughs) especially in Massachusetts. uh, You know, until Rachel Rollins, we had her on the show uh, right before she got elected uh, very excited to be a part of the whole Rachel Rollins thing because she's totally different. We're seeing a lot of campaigns like that now, which is very exciting. And uh, hopefully we'll see a lot more of that uh, on Tuesday. Next Tuesday, we have a primary in Massachusetts. Uh, but you've filed a lawsuit against the Bristol County DA, which I think is very ballsy as an attorney, <laughs> right off the bat. Uh, but this has affected you uh, in this lawsuit. You know, and it's not just about what happened to your brother. Yeah. But you've been personally affected.
1: Your brother was killed by police, right? Yeah, a Fall River police officer. Uh, Chelsea Campoloni and uh, another individual was there as well, uh, Michael Sullivan. So two police officers in his bedroom, actually. So uh, uh, shot, shot and killed him.
0: And it was it was a controversial killing, obviously. Uh, you know, I, I don't I'm kind of apprehensive about the terms like you know you're more the expert attorney I'm sure you know all the right words to say so if I step out of line or say something wrong or incorrect please correct me Uh, I'd rather be corrected than find out later after the show's over and not have it corrected Um, but this is a situation where um, like a lot of district attorneys and a lot of the legal justice system lot of conflict of interest a lot of like personal relationships and buddies and favors and that aren't disclosed and people don't recuse themselves and you've pointed it out directly in this lawsuit which i I think we should bring up right now on the screen so people can see it uh we can go through the pages um but there's a lot to this lawsuit do you want to talk about that in relation to your brother's case first and foremost
1: Uh, Yeah, so so the relation to my brother's case, the primary conflict of interest was that um, the guy, Michael Sullivan, who was the police officer, involves... There was two police officers that showed up. And, you know, their story is that there was a fight between him and Michael Sullivan, and then the other officer shot him, Chelsea Campoloni. What they, they failed to tell us is that Michael Sullivan is the best friends with the DA's son, and they have been since kindergarten. And the DA actually employs his sister right um and um this is something that you know first of all they refuse to disclose the names of the officers that's their first move to try to slow everything down so they're like we the names of the who the police officers involved were confidential and then you know we had to find them out on our own and then we come to find out i actually got an an anonymous letter at my job that said you know one of the officers was best friends with tom quinn's son and then you go on facebook and there they are hanging out together And then you Google them, then they're at college together Um, and then roommates. Right. You found that they were roommates. I believe they're roommates in college. I mean, the the, the son of the DA and the the son of the DA and the cop are roommates in college and the likelihood. And as I always tell people, like the likelihood that these two individuals from kindergarten through high school, where they attend a private high school, played youth sports together attended high school together and then attended college together, that that's somehow random is absurd. Like, how many people do you know from kindergarten through college and your your college roommates together? Like, that speaks to a whole nother level of relationship and something that you should have told people instead of trying to hide it from everybody.
0: And in your brother's case, there's, you know, you've also pointed out some information uh, just showing the narrative how it changed about this knife And the picture of where the knife was, was again, uh, the narrative kept changing. It kept changing. The story kept changing.
1: Yeah, so the night of the incident, they said there was a knife present at the scene, right? And I was like, well, I don't know what that means because he was in his house. Um, So Everyone's got
0: a knife. I mean,
1: I've got kitchen knives in my drawer over here, next door. It's everyone, every house has knives in it. So so yeah, so essentially that was making a statement about, it, it didn't say anything to me. And then I, and the and, you know, I went to my I went to the police station, the, the courthouse myself, and got the uh, search warrant affidavit. And then it said he lunged at them with a the knife, right? So I was like, all right, that's different than what they said at the at the press conference. And then four months later, or they're saying he repeatedly tried to stab him in the head and neck with a knife. I was like, these are three separate stories, you know. First, it was a knife present. Then he lunged at somebody. Now he tried to m- repeatedly stab this guy. Uh, And mind you, this person doesn't have a scratch on their body, right? Um, So, you know, to think that somebody repeatedly tries to stab you in their neck and head and then don't connect on anything at all was somewhat telling to me. And um, actually, the night of the incident, I showed up uh, to find out what happened. And the questions that they were asking us lended themselves to say that they were looking for a knife because they were asking me where the knives were in this house, where all the weapons were and all kinds of things like that. And then eventually, and we had to file a lawsuit to get it, but they eventually released pictures of the scene, and the knife was actually found behind his television. Um, And they say that an officer picked it up and put it behind his television. Um, And now, yeah, I was like, what? and if you see it, there's like a whole bunch of stuff behind the television, and he puts it in this little place behind his television. I was like, that's just a lie, (laughs) right? And not only did they say he put it behind his television, but the officer who calls Well, to give you later on in the after later on in that night, one officer calls and says there was really a knife on the ground and I picked it up and put it behind the TV. And I was like, these guys are just lying. (laughs) Like and the district attorney's just covering up for him. And that's that's the worst part about it is he's worse than they are. You know, I expect them to lie, but he's covering up for him at this point in time.
0: And there are other cases, too. Um, You you also in the complaint have other cases that you highlight and even like you know, cases of, you know, the racist emails and tell us about some of those other things that are in this lawsuit.
1: Yeah. So there was a a woman, Karen O'Sullivan, who works for the DA and she's in his leadership team. And, um, she sent a whole bunch of racist emails, um, uh, out when she was a district attorney and they came out in a case and it was a murder case. And the case actually got reversed because of her racist emails. And they were, you know, they reversed it. This, they said they were the, the DA who prosecuted her, the one that Thomas Quinn hired, was racist, and therefore they, they couldn't rely on the actual verdict and they reversed the murder conviction. And the e- emails are all attached to this complaint, by the way. Uh, so, like the idea that, you know, people will say, some people say, like, well, you have no evidence of that. I was like, I have the emails, <laughs> exactly what she sent. You know, one of them has a KKK, a kid dressed up in a KKK costume. There's emails making fun of Asian people, you know, there's emails making fun of. Uh Barack Obama, uh a black boob as something to something to that effect. Um, so there's a whole bunch of emails that she sent. Uh, then there's also the lawsuit, uh, well, the case where they killed this 19-year-old kid in a car with his dad, Larry Ruiz Beretta. And um, you know, they they try to make it as something like this: the guy, the kid tried to run over the cop and flee from the scene, and that's just not true at all. Um, if you see the pictures of where the bullets entered the car and um, the, the officer's handprints, you could see he was on the side of the car and the guy was trying to slow. He was boxed in between two cars and he was doing a three point turn out and the cop just hauled off and shot him six times. He was in, his, in the car with his dad. You know, they weren't trying to flee the scene. They weren't trying to do anything. Um, that, 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 that individual's father was a Lieutenant in the, in the police officer uh, and Lieutenant in the middle, um, in their country. So, you know, you look at something like that, and once you look at the physical evidence, you see that it tells a different story than the one they're trying to tell.
0: And the Bristol County DA, Thomas Quinn III, he responded in uh, some media about your lawsuit. Uh, What what did he say? Uh,
1: Well, he says they're all frivolous. Nothing, you know, this is all about nothing. You know, I'm mad because my brother died. You know, the, you know, basically, rather than addressing the actual things that I've said, he's just attacks me instead because that's easier to do. Um, he says he didn't, he did not not disclose his, he's trying to say he did not withhold the identity of the police officers. And I was like, yeah, you did. You refused to give it to us. Even till this day, we're in court right now. He refused to admit who the police officers are. Um, they're, they're referring to him as police officers A and B to avoid disclosing their names. Um, and um, he's, then says he didn't hide the his relationship with Michael Sullivan. It wasn't important because they were not really investigating him. They were investigating the woman, the cop. And I was like, I read the report that you said. The report said you cleared both officers. It didn't say you cleared one. The idea that you didn't, the idea that that other officer wasn't involved is ridiculous.
0: That's right. I mean it's crazy they're both involved they're both there it's it's the one and the same really at that point uh it, yeah. we, you know against any police pro- prosecutions now they're they're treating them together like even there might be lesser charges for but they're you know uh, let's talk about uh did he also say that it was politically motivated too did or did i misread yeah, that he
1: says it was politically motivated he says uh it's politically motivated because I donated to his candidate and well, actually, to be honest with you, I don't really understand when he says politically motivated. Well, first off, that's what politicians say when they don't really have anything to say. They just say it's politically motivated. Um, he says politically motivated because I donated to his um, chap, to the person that's his opponent. Uh, my position is I donated it to her because I think she'll do a better job than you. I'm not sure. My lawsuit is not politically motivated. My lawsuit is because I think you're lying.
0: Yeah, that's, and, that, that part really bugged me, too, because it's like you lost your brother no freaking politics involved. You, you're, you you know, whether the lawsuit has merit or not, you lost your brother. I mean, that, to me, that's everything. I mean, there's no politics. It's like, F you, buddy. F you. We, now everything's politics. Everything's politics to you, Thomas Quinn. And that's the freaking point. People die, and it's politics to you. Not politics to you, right, Eric?
1: It's not. And, and it is politics that, you know, a lot of this – is his relationships with the police, right? And he's like, well, I'm not protect- I'm not protecting the police. And I was like, yes, you are protecting the police when you don't disclose their names. We you don't, you know, we're still in court right now. They refuse to give me the actual interviews of the night in question. They're saying that the interviews are not public records. And they're saying that the names of the police officers are not public records. And, you know- Oh my God, wait, wait, wait.
0: This weekend, something happened. I'm not even gonna talk about it tonight because it's just not that important. But I talked to the police. I, I, I almost never talked to the police, to be honest with you. And I talked to the police. And the other jerk who was involved in this whole incident, he filed a FOIA. And the police report of what I said is online right now. So that's bullshit. Like, that is, again, that's BS. We know this, right? I mean, how can someone FOIA my, what I said to the police two days ago, and it's already online and where we have a real serious case here where someone was murdered and this is, that was frivolous. There was nothing that even happened this weekend. Let's put it that way. It was a, it was a political uh, shit fest. Go ahead, Eric. I
1: want you yeah, to. Yeah. And on you know, we asked, and you know, a lot of people always uh, say that I've been unreasonable and I filed lawsuits, but I, by the way, I asked them a number of times to voluntarily give the information to me and they just refused. So they're not really leaving me with many options here. I mean, they were they still have my brother's cell phone um which he had in his hand when he was shot and they're refusing to give it back and they say that they're still investigating right <laughs> and i was like you're investigating what like there's nothing left to investigate you there's nobody to charge there's no crimes that could be committed and they're like we can keep his phone forever
0: that's the point that's why they're going to say they are keep investigating so they but they don't they just so that they can hold on to the evidence that's just such a crock of oh yeah, that's playing that's- politics. That's playing politics. That's Thomas Quinn is full of shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, I don't like to swear and, you know, carry on. But in this type of situation, it, it just really aggravates me.
1: Yeah. And, you know, if, if they don't have anything to hide, then they should be free to give me everything because they don't have anything to hide. See, the, the thing about them is they get to go first and tell whatever they want, their story. And then it's sometimes the families n- never get the information. Right. So they never figure out what happens. And we're on the defense. Right. Like I got to respond to what they said about what their story was without the evidence. And then I got to spend an inordinate time, my money and time to get the evidence. But by the time I get it, it's so far removed from the actual incidents. People people stop caring. And I think that's that's one of the things that's a very, very unfortunate about this situation.
0: So, I know it, it, is, it is very unfortunate uh, your complaint you filed this complaint where, where what's the status of it where do you think it's going to go you know so what's the time frame type thing
1: it's it's an unusual lawsuit um it was actually in the Boston Globe a few weeks ago so it's the first time in 70 years um, that, that that this lawsuits type of lawsuit has been filed it's uncommon but it's just to re- remove a district attorney um, and it's actually filed directly with the Supreme Court. Uh, Massachusetts. So, for those unfamiliar, that's not that's the highest court in Massachusetts. And usually, cases start at you know the trial court and then appeals court and then the supreme court. But this goes directly to the supreme court, and they get to hear um, all of the evidence and all of the testimony and decide whether they want to remove him from office. So, so it,
0: is it is it a case of like the like because I know Mass Supreme Court is going to be different than the U.S. Supreme Court, and I'm not sure if, how similar they are, but. Is it an instance where they have to choose to hear the case or
1: not to hear it? Um, I don't think, well, they, 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 I don't believe they have the option. Uh, that's not written in the statute. I actually think they have to hear it. They have uh, to hear it. Good. Yeah. And I think that, um, so for, it's, been, it's been a long time since somebody's filed one of these. So there's a lot of unknowns about this. Right. Um, you know, I, I when I've spoken to people at the court, they They're they are unsure about the exact procedural way that this should be handled. From my reading of the cases, I think that um, we get to have a trial on the merits. He gets to go testify about why he did what he did. Um, You know, I get to cross examine him. Um, You know, unfortunately, his family's involved. Like I get to cross. I think his son's going to be one of the witnesses as well as his wife, because the relationship between him and the officer is very, very important. So I think that you know it's an uncomfortable situation, but that's why when you do have conflicts of interest, you disclose them, then you accuse yourself, um, so that you're not, so that your relationships with the individuals are not what's at at play here.
0: Yeah, this is an extensive and detailed lawsuit too. Yeah. This is like a serious thing. I have read it. Uh, there's a lot to it. Uh, we're going through some of the details. Um,
1: One more thing I want to add is with respect to the situation with my brother and the knife only after i got the re- actual written reports what you see in those reports are that five people that responded so i say they never saw a knife near my brother there you go. two lieutenants two sergeants one lieutenant and two uh first responders all say they never saw the knife. so this knife that this other officer and i'll give something that i haven't really disclosed yet the other officer who says he moved it there happens to be um michael sullivan's brother-in-law hmm. um, So, you know, he's the one to sort of corroborate this, this whole situation. And they're all connected. It's so funny,
0: the nepotism in law enforcement. Uh, Yeah. But again, I want, I'm so glad you brought that up because these are key details. In your brother's case, multiple people within, uh, say who they were again, one's an EMT. Two EMTs, I believe two sergeants
1: and the lieutenant say they never saw the knife.
0: So these are law enforcement and the EMTs never saw Mm -hmm. the knife.
1: Nope. And, they and responded then immediately.
0: the story changed
1: with someone else. The story changed with another officer there who says, well, there was really one there and I put it behind his television. Uh, and he said, and according to um, the reports, he tells the Lieutenant this later later on in the night. So he actually leaves the scene, calls back later in the night. And by the way, he's the one that drove Michael Sullivan to the hospital. So he drives one of the guys involved to the hospital. Then calls back and said, there was really a knife there. And I moved it, put it behind the television. You can see that during this car ride, they created the story. <laughs> tell the lieutenant. and Now that's the story. So in and the, and the fact that the DA like, was like, well, this is obvious. And this is what happened. I was like, that's nonsense. And anybody reading what happened can see what happened.
0: Now, there is uh, an election for Bristol County DA. And I'm assuming the
1: primary is uh, Shannon McMahon versus Thomas? That is correct. Quinn, is that correct? Yeah, McMahon versus Thomas Quinn. Yes, that is correct. That's on Tuesday, September 6th. Uh, Everybody should vote because there's no, you know, there's, this is it. There's no Republican challenger. So whoever wins the primary will be the next district attorney.
0: And you're supporting
1: McMahon. I am definitely supporting Shannon McMahon. You know, I think she's done a good job. I think she will do a good job. I think she'll be a great district attorney. She was a former district attorney in um, Crystal County, and it's been her lifelong dream to do this job, and I think she'll do better than the current uh, administration.
0: Thank you so much, Eric, for being here tonight. We're the Young Jerks. Uh, we're speaking to Eric Mack. His brother was killed. Say your brother's name. It was uh, uh, Anthony, Anthony Harden.
1: Harden. Yeah, Anthony Harden. Yep. And he was killed in what year? Uh, November twenty second, two 2021. And, you know, just to be, you know,
0: I always like to be fair. I'm, I'm, you know, people think I'm so, I, you know, we do call ourselves leftists in our bio now, you know, definitely mm-hmm. to get the the attention, I think a little bit, you know, just kind of the the marketing angle. We don't really go crazy in the marketing, but, you know, it's just something that one of our advisors suggested because we do uh, feature a lot of left wing content and we cover issues. And a lot of times they are issues that are you know, favorable within the left wing movement. So we do sometimes call ourselves leftists. But I think I'm more of a moderate, to be honest with you. I just think that the, as a moderate, you realize the reality of the world and most of uh, the right policy positions are, are left at this point. And I, I think you can still be a moderate like myself and kind of agree on that. But, um, you know, where I'm going on this is just. You know, basically situations like this is just, just drive it home why we need change. We need, you know, new district attorneys. It's so obvious. There are a lot of elections. People say there's no good candidates to vote for. There are good candidates. You just have to find them. You have to look for them and you have to vote for them.
1: Yes. You have to get out and vote.
0: And this is, a, there's a real choice here. There's a real opportunity to change the seat and, you know, A lot of times the da's are unopposed year after year year after year after election and then you have you know jonathan blodgett there in essex county for how many decades so these are the things that happen and and when a a campaign that actually happens when you have someone like shannon mcmahon who's running a serious campaign people got to come out
1: and vote for her yeah that and that's the thing you know it's once you're you know once you're in the seat it becomes easy to remain there you become complacent and you know unfortunately thomas quinn is he's best friends with the cops you know what i mean this is they're his people right and the same thing with the mass police so you can't look at that relationship and say well this guy's supposed to investigate them uh effectively and then you definitely can't see he's supposed to infect them investigate them effectively when one of them is his you know, a, a guy that he's known since kindergarten, slept over his house, gone on vacations with, and all that. Like, that's not, first of all, that's inappropriate. And you can't expect any good outcome or a fair outcome from that type of sort of investigation.
0: I think if you're a moderate, if you're a leftist, if you're right wing, you should all agree on that. Like, we, none of us, like, I have friends on the right and the left. You know, I think some people think that's hard to, you know, believe, but. A lot of us have shared values where we don't want corruption. We just don't want it. And, and, and if you can't agree on that, you're, you're on some other planet at this point.
1: You know, I think, uh, you know. It's, what you're seeing here is political corruption. Plain and simple. One side covering up for the people in government.
0: And it's funny, lately, people call me like a democratic operative. Yeah, we, we're going against the Democrats again. This is the mainstream Democrat DA. Like, wake up, people. You know, like, you know, I know a lot of times it's just these Trumpers, they can't handle anything. So I, I should just let that shit go. But I just think it's absurd. You know, we're we're basically in a one-party state. Um, you know, so well, I, definitely, I, I, I will, of course, I'm going to interview Democrats because that's who is the game in town, you know. So well, I, go ahead. I,
1: I, I, he's, I, w- I would not characterize him as a mainstream Democrat. I mean, he's... uh anti-choice um candidate. he's a republican democrat <laughs> he's a republican Democrat. his whole leadership team is comprised of republicans um so i would to the he has a D near his name but he's a, a dino he's a democrat in name only
0: and that's the biggest fraud of all yeah so I mean, I mean
1: that's just that's just the truth everyone in his leadership team is pretty much republicans yep so and and not a good republican
0: we had a republican on the last show anthony you know, uh, he's running for auditor. I like that guy. I may not vote for him, but he's a decent guy. I would choose him uh, if he was an attorney running in Bristol County. I'll tell you right now over this Democrat uh, DA, you know, Thomas Quinn, I, w- I definitely would. And and so that's what I'm I'm trying to drive home to people a lot more lately, because I feel like the label thing is just killing everybody. People are, you know, You're either crazy or you're not. You're either corrupt or you're not. I mean, these are basic things we have to start looking at. Donald Trump is both crazy and corrupt. I'm sorry that hurts some people.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I always tell people that's like, you know, when they start talking about Republicans and Democrats and then they start talking about Republicans in the context of Donald Trump. And I was like, that's not really the context we should be having this discussion, because that's he's in a you know he's in a he's a he's his, he's his own party oh the orbit <laughs> yeah yeah he's it, his own party so yeah so that's definitely but there
0: it. are plenty of democrats who need to go too. so like let the, that's the type of show we are we're we're, yeah. we're i call ourselves
1: independent really you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah so i'm happy you know you know, to ha- happy to answer any of the questions you have or anything you want to talk about.
0: I guess, um, how can people help you? Like, is there anything people can do to kind of support you in this right now?
1: Uh, well, your I, I think the, the, one of the most important things is um, spreading the message, um, spreading the word, because, you know, when you're the district attorney, you sort of have a bigger bully pulpit than I do. Right. So he's going off there and he says what he wants to say. And then, you know, then I get to respond. But my responses do not, um, are not broadcast as widely as his statements. And, you know, it's unfortunate. Something I found out is that he's also plugged into the, into the media outlets, right? So what he does is he calls them and tells them not to speak to me. Um, and that's another way that they sort of cover their tracks and say, you know, I won't don't speak to Eric Mack. Uh, but cover what, cover what I say. And they just do a quid pro quo, you know, give them news stories as long as they don't speak to me. So they try to blacklist me as well.
0: Now you mentioned the media blacklist and what about professionally? Do you feel any effects in your professional life from this uh, as well?
1: I haven't so far, you know, my, my, um, my practice is such, it's sort of a national practice that it doesn't, and I don't practice in Bristol County, uh, sure. You know, and and that's a huge benefit for me because a lot of people in my situation would have to have the ramifications like, um, you know, they can't if they practice in front of the DA, he would try to take it out on their clients and things like that because they're vindictive. Um, You know, so I was like, whatever, I don't practice in your court. I can say whatever I want. But I I have seen the case that the people that are local that have spoken up against him when he's got an opportunity to. um, take revenge on them he has payback yeah and that's what we're talking about
0: this whole system if that's just the political corruption that goes on it's just endemic um and we're all about talking about it at least uh you know publicizing, exposing it uh we're talking about supporting you too like i imagine like there was recently a a newspaper story kind of about this um other news Paper stories may come out when, you know, if this gets heard, uh, if there's any type of, you know, action on it. Um, writing letters to the editor, new, uh, local newspapers, I imagine would help. Are there any that you would kind of suggest or like
1: uh, real the, action? The Fall River Herald News, um, the, uh, I think it's the New Bedford Gazette. I, I forget the exact name of it. Um, those are the most local pop, uh, publications that I think would be helpful uh, to get the word out because that's those are the local media. Um, the, ta- the Taunton Gazette. Um, the new bed for the light I think that's they are and it's really about getting people you know the fact that the other police officers there basically contradicted the, the the um story that's being told in the press i think is significant and i think it's significant that he failed to tell anybody about this other story and only went with the story between you know his son's friend and, and that guy's brother-in-law and just discounted everything else that the other officers said and i think that that's you know i think it's completely inappropriate to do that
0: so again, uh, Eric Mack versus Bristol County DA, Thomas Quinn uh, the third is a complaint that you filed with the Massachusetts State Supreme Court. It should, we believe it's going to be heard. It's a very unusual complaint. Uh, they're not, you yeah. know, kind of a one of a kind, but they're, they're, this has been done before. It's a, it's a legal, uh, you're a legal attorney as well. It's very detailed, has a lot of information in it. I'd be worried if I was the district attorney about this. I'm sure he is concerned. Uh, off the record, I'm sure he, you know, isn't going to say that to the press. He says uh, some other things. Um, beyond removing him from district attorney, do you want to see any other resolution related to your brother's death or any of these other instances? I'd, I'd like to be,
1: i like for it to be in, investigated by um, a federal agency um, as opposed to the state, Massachusetts State Police, um, because they're all they're an incestuous group. Uh, all these people, that look after each other. You know, so t- the expectation that that you get a fair investigation from them is is just incorrect. You're you're not going to get a fair investigation from them. You know, they work together every day; they're friends. They want to make sure that their colleagues don't go to jail. So, uh, 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 opening the investigation and having it in- investigated by a federal agency would be the way to go for me.
0: Mm, have you reached out to uh, U.S. Attorney Rachel Rollins?
1: I have been trying. I have been. Working some back channels to, to work to see if there's anything that can be done there. And I mean, I actually don't think the way that I've seen this play out, I don't think it would be ever appropriate for um, a district attorney to investigate um, a police officer within the city because the relationships are just too close for them to be impartial. Um, they, they're just not. They have to rely on them. I mean, that's, that's the crux of the issue here. Yeah, they're 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 their people. <laughs> you know what I mean. They speak to them about them. They don't have any cases. <laughs> yeah, that's their people. It's simple. Yeah, and so they have to make them happy. You know, they have to you know take their side on everything, and that's it's very unfortunate because you people think that they're going to get a fair shot in these things, and that's just not true.
0: Thank you so much for coming on tonight, Eric. Is there anything last that you kind of want to leave on this no. whole complaint or case or anything?
1: Uh, you know, I'd like for people just to share it. Uh, if, I think it's posted on your website, share the, share the complaint with everybody, share the, share all the documents because I think it's important for everybody to know the, the story in detail. Um, you know, and go out on September 6th and vote for Shannon McMahon. Awesome. So, all right. Thank you
0: so all much right. for coming on. Keep us updated. I want to know what happens with this complaint when it's, you know, when it gets heard, I'm sure that's going to be like, cause, Like you said, you think it's going to get heard by the Supreme Court. They're starting to resume court cases and things like that. Everything was on standstill for a while. Yeah. So I imagine the backlog must start to be freeing up, right?
1: It will be a few years before this is heard. (laughs) What's that? You kind of broke up because of the stream. Say that again. It will be a few years before this is heard, I think. That's still a few years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, big cases like this take time. I got to take people's depositions. You know, we got to do discovery. So there's a lot of work that could be done beforehand. Awesome. Well, so. keep us updated. I, I, I'm i going to be anxious to see what happens over the next couple of years.
0: Maybe he'll be out of office before then, though. Maybe Tuesday we can change things. So people need to vote. If so. you're in Bristol County, what are the towns? It's like New Bedford, Fall River. Tell mm-hmm. us those towns.
1: New Bedford, Fall River, Taunton, Westport, Dartmouth, Fairhaven, Easton, Mansfield, um, i trying to think Seekonk, Rainham. Uh, I'm running out of Cushnet. Those are that's about those are the ones I can think of right now. But all those places you go out and vote. People need to come
0: out and vote. You got to vote on Tuesday, no matter, matter where you are in Massachusetts. There are candidates to vote for. Look for them. Find out. You know, do your do your due diligence. But in Bristol County, please vote for McMahon for district attorney yes all right thank you very much for your time appreciate it you too thank you so much for being here tonight Eric all right have a good good too good night uh we're the young jerks I want to thank everyone for being here as well my name is Mike Crawford we have a huge show I can't wait tomorrow night with State Senator Diana the Zoglio at 7 p.m we're going to be taking your calls we hope you call in as well uh write the phone number down. figure out what questions you got we're going to be talking about cannabis tomorrow night with her as well 978-560-3155 is our new phone number um yeah and we're also going to be doing uh our endorsement show We, we sometimes we do endorsement shows we're definitely going to be doing an endorsement show this weekend i'm not sure whether it's going to be uh i think now it's going to be actually monday night think that's when we're going to do it we're still trying to figure that out but i think it's going to be monday night at 7 p.m uh, if you're a campaign and you want to get on or you're you're supporting a candidate that's going to be the night that you call in if you want to call in and give your pitch tell us who and why and what you're voting for and you know all of our friends on twitter who are big into campaigns like uh uh john you know john uh he's canvases everywhere all over massachusetts for all the campaigns we're going to be reaching out to folks like that too because we want to hear from them uh maybe pepsi Pepsi will call in. who knows those types of people we want to hear from them who they're supporting uh there's been a lot going on over the last 24 hours about the suffolk county da race we didn't even mention that tonight crazy situation in boston right now man I'm just, I'm kind of flabbergasted. I don't even know what I want to say about that. But what I will say is that I would never vote for Kevin Hayden. Never, never, ever, 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 ever. We'll just leave it at that. My name is Mike Crawford. We're the Young Jerks. We're going to be uh, announcing a bunch of endorsements. Uh, one of the endorsements I want to uh, talk about is for Sheriff. We're definitely going to be doing, uh, going to be endorsing. We've already endorsed a few people. Over the last month or two uh mara dolan uh running for governor's council is one that we definitely have already announced uh we're definitely gonna going to endorse uh for essex county sheriff virginia virginia lay i think that's how we say her last name and she's the one vote for her that's that will be a sneak peek to our endorsement show we're gonna announce some other endorsements i know we've also maybe we did or didn't we had him on the show uh, we're going to endorse uh, the state rep candidate over there in Danvers that we had on the show as well. He's great. Young, young guy. Uh, so eh, we'll be announcing some other things too. So stick around, but I can't wait. I can't wait, especially tomorrow night, 7 PM. State Senator Diana DiZaglio running for auditor, taking your calls. Maybe Anthony Amori. I'm going to hit him up. Maybe he'll call in and ask a question to her. That would be interesting. I'm going to see if Chalene Title has a question, too, that she wants to ask Diana DiZoglio tomorrow night. We'll see. We are gonna we we got a lot planned. Mike Crawford checking out. I'm very excited. We're going to close this show with the ad uh, for State Senator Diana DiZoglio. And this, again, I think is going to be a race that there's going to be some races that I'm just not. We're not doing endorsements. The Young Jerks don't endorse in every race. We pick the obvious ones, the ones that we think that people should know about uh this state auditor race is a great one uh i like anthony mori i like chris dempsey i like diana desaglio
1: diana desaglio is absolutely fearless born to a
0: 17 year old mother diana desaglio grew up housing insecure after being sexually harassed and forced to sign a non-disclosure agreement diana fought to end these secret deals for other
1: victims i'm diana desaglio I've stood up to Beacon Hill's most powerful politicians to fight for transparency, accountability, and equity. And I'll continue to stand up for you as your next state auditor. Diana will be the people's auditor.